The following opinions and ideas are that of the host and or contributors of the Eat This podcast and are for the purposes of general information and entertainment only and do not necessarily reflect the thoughts or ideas of the distributor. Uh, a lot of laughter happens in this closet and well, that bathroom. That bathroom that he's in, let me tell you. Bathroom. You always got to bring up the bathroom thing, huh? Oh. Just, oh, well, it, it, up. It, get, it gives you street cred for the fact that it looks nothing like a bathroom and it just looks like a really cool yeah. recording yeah. studio. Yeah, so there you right. go. Well, if I suddenly right. dis- if I suddenly disappear down, it means I'm on the toilet. <laughs> if I come back up, I'm done. It's all good. <laughs> Broadcasting from her closet, high above the streets of Toronto, this is Eat This with Leanne. Here's your host, Leanne Phillipson. As I walk through my local natural supermarket, I often take a more leisurely stroll through the aisles and check out what's new and different. I too get sucked in by marketing, those big loud labels saying that it's this, it's that, and then, you know, if something grabs me, I'll walk over, I'll have a read, turn it over, read the label, see what it's all about. And if I choose to bring it home with me, maybe I might do that. Or I shove it back on the shelf and say, eh, nice try, guys. Not today. One time about, I don't know, a bunch of weeks ago, I slowed my stroll past the dairy cabinet and I saw another type of milk right next to the organic, the homo, the 2%, the skin, the goats, the sheeps, and all of that. And I stood there and I thought, huh, A big fat A followed by the number two was front and center on the label. So I thought, oh, is this the new marketing thing? And then I went back in my catalog in my brain cells and thought, I've heard of this. What is this all about? Okay, if it's in this chiller cabinet, it's time for me to dig deeper. And hey, it turns out that A2 milk is an option that I think that you need to know a lot more about. I've done my usual and I've dug deep. I've learned a lot more about it of late. And it comes down to the genetics and the type of milk that a dairy cow produces. That's probably the briefest description that I can offer before we really get into what on earth this is and why should you care. In my digging, I found that it could just be the answer to so many people's issues, and that's including parents and kids with issues that include gut stuff, so some inflammation, some gassiness, some feeling crappy, as well as more serious allergies and sensitivities that show up with a variety of symptoms, and of course the worst from a gut standpoint being blood in the stool. Then big red flags, you know you've got a big problem. So there's a lot to talk about because I'm the one usually recommending for my clients to take dairy out of the diet because of all the symptoms that I really consistently see. So this one for me is, you know, it's a bit of a flip a switch in my mind too, because I'm so used to saying it's not working for you, so just take it out. Now it's more of, hmm, is there an alternative where we don't need to lose this really large food group? 
Countless times in my career, I've found that dairy next to gluten and wheat are the most reactive foods for people. I even did my dissertation at college on dairy sensitivity and did a small trial with people who are celiac, and then I compiled the results. Now, for someone who grew up with a glass of milk on the table at every single meal, recommending that people remove the white mustache making stuff off their shopping list, really, it took a while to be all in with because I grew up with it. Right. You did probably did too, Chris. Oh, no? yeah. Yeah. Well, we were started way, way, way back. Uh, it was yes. it was three percent when I was a baby. And that quickly ah, yeah. turned into 2%, which then turned into 1% as I got older. And now we've now yep. moved into, as you say, a whole, like you walk through the milk aisle and it's, it's mind numbing. There's yeah. so many choices, so many labels. So I'm surprised the A2 stuck out for you. Yeah. I, and it was a big A and a big two that, you know, would catch your eye. So well done on their, on their labeling, whoever's product that was. I didn't bring that product home with me, but have since tried another. Lactose intolerance, that's probably one of the biggest things that you hear, right? Oh, I'm lactose intolerant, can't do that, right? It's just kind of a bit of a normal thing. And you think, oh, no, I'm just going to not have the milk or I'll order my coffee from Starbucks with that, you know, please, lactose-free as opposed to a plant-based milk. Sufferers have uh, milk or cream. Even you got to think about that, right? If you've got it in a soup or pouring something over your morning cereal. And in the end, you end up with that bellyache, the cramps, the gassiness, diarrhea, or even nausea. Now, I've actually never really been surprised by that whole lactose intolerance thing because I learned way back in the day that we actually lose the ability to digest that sugar because that's what it is. Lactose is the sugar that's found in milk. And we lose the ability to digest that at around age two kind of when they cap it as like, that's when you're weaned off of typically breast milk and then you move off of the, the cow's milk. That enzyme called lactase that digests lactose, well, it starts to dwindle then. We humans were never really meant to drink milk because the breast milk is really what we are supposed to have. Now, of course, there's all sorts of issues as to why you wouldn't and all of those. I'm not going to get into that here. But around age two is typically when we'd be finished that. And then we've just moved on to dairy. It's just a thing. And, you know, you kind of think that, oh, now I'm five. I'm going to go and have some human breast milk. Well, that doesn't happen. <laughs> and then you, then, you, then you think, okay, well, the cow, well, that's actually making it for the calves. So there's a whole other issue that, you know, I could talk about. But let's just stick to the actual drink in your glass and all of those those situations, because it is a bit of a bizarre concept and obviously a huge business and a big part of our food chain. So there can be also skin issues, varying degrees of eczema that you've probably seen with someone, a small patch. I've had some on my hands of late, and then there's babies that I've treated over the years with it seemingly just head to toe. There's even gut discomfort that can happen in all ages. And then, of course, a worst case scenario in babies is a failure to thrive. I see dairy issues uh, that can just include a fairly consistent stuffed up nose or a runny nose, but also ear infections in kids. Now, ear infections, when you think about it, it's, it's, it's a closed cavity in there, right, in your ear. You can't touch it. You can't get to it. And it's just a perfect breeding ground for that mucus and the bacteria to just kind of go crazy. So the amount of times that I take a child or, uh, or even sometimes a baby off of a dairy milk and replace it with something else, sometimes it's sugar maybe gluten 
really, we just watch their ears clear up. It's just amazing. Dairy's proteins come from whey and casein, and it's in all dairy, unlike the lactose. So your yogurt, your, your sour cream, your cream cheese, kefir, all the cheeses that you ever want to have, they all contain protein. But that whole list of dairy products, they don't actually contain lactose because it's fermented. So fermented dairy, basically anything other than milk and cream, is naturally lactose-free. So that plastered on the label that you say it's lactose-free and you buy it over the one next door, that chunk of cheese or the yogurt, it's all lactose-free. Because in the fermentation process, it uses the sugar to create the fermentation and create the good bacteria. It's also worth noting that ice cream, because some people don't do well with ice cream and they do okay with yogurt, for instance, it's not fermented. So you really are just having like the milk or the cream. So if you're having issues with any of these dairy products, it's more than likely the protein, not the lactose, not the sugar that's in it. Casein is the major protein found in dairy that makes up 80% of all the protein found in milk and whey is the other 20 Human breast milk contains only 40% casein. So that's the first clue into why we maybe don't tolerate cow's milk as well. So this is a perfect segue introducing my guests for today's episode and show. John Van Dyke has been dairy farming for the whole of his life. His farm Spectrum Acres near Stratford, Ontario is where you'll find him, his wife, Anna, and nine kids. Yes. Nine kids. Holy smokes! How did he? How did they have time to 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 do the dairy farming? It seems like I don't know. Right? And hats off, Anna! Wow, that's <laughs> a lot. His dairy farming took a turn after his son's autism diagnosis, and through his research and time spent serving on the board for Autism Canada, he knew it was time to produce a milk that only contains the A2 beta casein protein. Through careful genetic selection and time, John is now producing A2 beta casein milk, and it's being processed by the MC Dairy into seven different healthy products. Nice going, John. Many of which I've actually tried and have been in my fridge. So, uh, so I'm definitely one to say I've tried it. I've been there, and I'm pleasantly surprised. This is Eat This with Leanne. So welcome to Eat This with Leanne, John. I'm excited for you to share some of your great knowledge about this topic because it's a new one for me, but I've been doing a deep dive, as I said off the top. But first, nine kids. You have nine kids. We got to start there because you must be one seriously busy dad, along with the, along with a herd of cows. You've got nine yeah. kids. Yeah, well, the something we never planned, that's for sure. I never did. And, uh, you know, so, yeah, we had the five girls in a row. Hard to believe <laughs> that, that could happen. Yeah. Even that. The Spice Girls retired and you decided, well, we need another. We need another girl band. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah, no, the wife was from a family of seven kids, and wow. that was definite influence. So then Jaron, who was the, our first boy, we would have stopped there. But uh, the reason why we had more is because once we knew he had autism, we knew that he would uh, he would help if he had some y- younger peers, like uh, a younger brother or sister. 
So we had the one daughter and then the eighth pregnancy that I guess you'd say uh, we never expected to have twins. Oh, like the oh. twin boys came at the end. And so okay. my wife is a twin and I would say to her every pregnancy, oh, it's going to be twins. It's going to be twins. And then, of course, on the last time, it actually is. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, your, your son who has autism, Jer- Jaron, is it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. he's going to be a busy fella. He- yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. And, Never and done it is good. It is good because we see the younger ones bug him and pester him and you know and and so he has to respond and good. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. really cool, man. It's all great. It's but it is good. busy. I bet it is. I bet it is. <laughs> it's very all old, right. it's very old school if you think about it, right? Because big families were the thing on farms way back when. You don't hear about it yeah. as often now, but it definitely no. was uh growing up the generation before. Well, good for you. Hats off, my friend. I've got two and I'm swamped. So yeah, <laughs> nine, can, I can't even, I can't you, even think. You're not allowed to complain one iota anymore, Leah. Nope, I don't, want, I don't nope, want to hear nope. it. I don't want nope. to know about it because I'm just going to reference John and you, you, <laughs> and, you can zip. And there's nine. <laughs> Oh, we all have our days, right? (laughs) I know we do. All right. Well, further to the nine kids, how did you become a producer of this new milk or, you know, just give us a brief, a brief history into the kind of whole farming family thing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, we were just plugging along like normal and Jaron was born and, you know, at uh, after my wife was done breastfeeding, she, uh, with him, uh, she switched over to just straight store-bought milk. And then, yeah, he got addicted to milk, was lost in his own world. He, he, he started babbling, but lost that, lost eye contact. You know, we thought, what the, what the heck's going on? And because uh, he seemed to be progressing like all the rest, we had experience. All of a sudden, all his symptoms were autism. You know, you go on the computer, on the internet, and it's autism, and what's going on? And uh, I'll be honest, we thought at first it was a vaccination effect because that's all you heard of back then was that. But then I joined Autism Canada because, you know, we wanted to be on, on top of this. Any conferences I went to, that's all we would hear is, well, if you're if he's going to have any milk, it better be A2 beta casein. And we're going like, well, what's that? And what, what's that about? And we're dairy farmers. So yeah, looked it up. Yeah, it's a thing. It's just a genetic thing you can change in your herd. Over the past 10 years, we were changing the genetics of our herd. It's just a, a breeding thing. Then this year, I knew we were close to uh, having the whole herd A2 beta casein. And so I searched out a processor, told them about the A2 beta casein. There was even a recent study out in 2019 that uh, confirmed what we were doing about the opioid effects, the possible opioid effects, and autism spectrum disorder. Yeah, it all fit the processor's cue. And and we were after just a, a kefir, like, you know, a kefir's number one for gut health. We thought, wow, if we could get a kefir for families or for anyone to enjoy, that that would be king. And and uh, the processor came back and made seven different products. So we we were ecstatic with that. I, I guess we kind of had to do it ourselves. To, so often is the case. So often is the case where you got to try it for yourself, and then you find out that it actually works, and then and then off you go. I just want to quickly circle back to you said about the opioid effect. Yeah. Now, now that comes from just so that we're clear, so listeners uh, are clear. So the opioid effect comes from a one milk or your typical milk that's out there. Is that correct? Yeah, absolutely. So, so beta casein is split into either A1 beta casein or A2 beta casein. The beta casein is 80% of the protein. 
it's the A1 when it's broken down by digestion. It breaks up into uh, amino acids or peptides. When the body digests that, it can release an opioid effect. And then that's where the addiction comes from, where you drink drink milk. It has this effect on you. It can also have a histamine effect, which means inflammation and the, the, you know, your typical allergy type symptoms of different differing, um, I don't know, acuteness, I guess, is is maybe a way of saying saying that. Right. But that, that opioid effect is very common where you see that people want more milk. They need the cheese. They want more dairy. They just, you know, kids who yeah. are like, no, just give me another bottle or, <laughs> or give me another glass or they well, want it. And a lot of parents think, oh, gosh, well, you must want it. So I must keep on giving it to you. And insensitive individuals, especially those kids with autism, then there's a huge uh, gut issue. And all the kids that I've ever uh, consulted with and and worked with, the number one thing is always the gut. You know, the amount of tests tests that I used to do, even, you know, in the early days of my nutrition training, it was it blew my mind how much. Uh, how compromised their gut was. And then you think, where on earth did that come from? Exactly. Especially exactly. in your case, having already mm-hmm. had, you know, five, five kids before, <laughs> before your, you know, before your son came along. So yeah. there's, there's that too. So you've, you kind of explained a little bit about a little bit of the science. Thank you for getting into that. So with understanding what's in A1 and the opioid effect then, so what is it in the A2 milk that makes it so special? Easier for people to digest, whether you're sensitive well, or, or not. If we go back 8,000 years ago, all milk was A2 beta casein ah. around the whole planet. Okay. <laughs> so you were just a kid. Yeah. You were just a kid at that point, Leanne. Yeah. <laughs> just a baby. Yeah, just thinking about life. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And so, but we're going back 8,000 years. And then they said there was a mutation in uh, Northern Europe. Okay. Where all of a sudden cows were starting to produce A1 beta casein. Hmm. And then, so over time, all these cows travel, you know, got sent around the world and were causing this mutation. Because in general, uh, milk from Guernsey, Jersey, Asian herds, breast milk, like including breast milk, it's all A2, sheep. Goat, donkey, yak, camel, buffalo, it's all mostly A2 beta casein. And so why are we giving an A1 beta casein to little kids when it's not natural? It's almost crazy, but it's that simple. And and I love thank you for sharing that whole list because as you were saying all of those milks I thought I haven't seen yak milk in the in the in the chiller cabinet but but if you think about it I have a friend and I remember making like a lovely it wasn't burrata, but it was something like that, you know, in the summertime with all the tomatoes and the olive oil and basil and, and all of that. And I remember taking this platter to a friend and, and she said, oh, what kind of milk is that? And I said, oh, it's actually, it's buffalo cheese. And she said, okay, great, I can do that. And she has MS. And that was a particular, even this is years ago, so even before uh, uh, beta casein A2 milk was, you know, more of a readily available thing. She already was off off all of dairy. So this is far reaching even further to children and oh. your typical gut health and, oh. and uh, you know, just all the issues that, that people tend to have. So people who are apparently sort of not don't really have any issues or let's say have any issues with dairy that they know of would 
Do you still say, yeah, definitely get this, get this milk, get these milk products because why? Why pay the extra money? Because it is more expensive. Yeah, why pay the extra money? I mean, so for Supreme Gut Health, so uh, so if you want top-notch gut health, yep. you're going to want to choose A2 beta casein. And this gets back to the, uh, the kefir product. It has a diverse amount of probiotics in it. Kefir is king. It's like the Tesla. <laughs> okay. If I can. It's, yeah. the, it's like the Tesla of, of dairy foods because uh, of its function and yeah. efficiency. Okay. You know, it's, it, it, it's going to be your biggest bang for your buck if you're going to buy a dairy product. I think it should be in every smoothie re- recipe. It's, uh, it helps increase uh, butyrate production in your bowels, and which is supreme. It's, it's the combination of it all. And I think that's something that's been missing in the dairy industry. Like you can have, you can buy your yogurts that are, yeah, if they're 1% and all that, it doesn't have the live bacteria in it. You know, that's one thing with uh, the way MC Dairy is making it. It's all with live cultures. It's such a big difference than a lot of the stuff out there where they add a pill in afterwards to maybe get the uh, bacteria in your yogurts. It's, it, it's just, you can't compare the two. Wow, I didn't realize that there was such a thing that you add the pill after the fact for the pro, for the probiotics. <laughs> some you might, you some might, companies do that. You know, you I don't say all, but yeah, no, that's good. That's good information and a good differentiator for people to understand that that there are. I mean, I know that most companies probably do about a six-hour ferment. Um, I've made my own yogurt. I've made my own kefir with kefir grains in the okay. past when I actually was getting. Um, uh, getting milk from a farm probably about an hour and a half uh, outside of Toronto that was for my daughter at the time sure. um, or at the time not my daughter at the time she's still my daughter <laughs> but at, <laughs> at the time we were going yeah. for uh, for full fat unpasteurized milk for a while sure. so that sure. was uh, that was what we were doing and then they fermented everything just like you so again just to circle back to uh, to the butyrate so yeah. I know I know that you've got that you know a lot about the butyrate production <laughs> in the gut and what's you want to share 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 <laughs> the benefits. This is good. I mean, I can speak to these things, but it's it's tremendous having you talk about it because it's all part of this ecosystem that's going on, our microbiome and yeah. and and the you know the foods that you are producing and what you're putting out there is has far-reaching effects because of even just this. Yeah, I don't know if I can add more to it. It's just, you know, research I've been reading up on about what's going on with our foods. I've always thought high fat dairy is better, but I didn't know why. But it's it, it's just butyrate production. I mean, with the right dairy, that is. Right. Just a little story. So we didn't have any of these products, you know. I had my dairy out of the tank for years. But now that these products, like this is half of my diet now. Is yeah. is the products Boris is making, and and I'm even noticing a difference. Like I, I I would go to the barn in the morning, and I'd hit a point in the barn, like when we're milking cows, and always it's like, oh man, like gut rot, you know? It's like or just Jesus, just don't feel right. Right. And ever since I've been having either the cottage cheese or the yogurt or the kefir at night, it's like I don't have that in the morning anymore. So mm. I don't know what's going on. 
but you know that's you know that's you're, why I'm you're so your own guinea you're your own guinea pig which <laughs> yeah. which i i have i can attest to that i've done that throughout my whole career you know i've written two books but i fed my kids with all the recipes first before they went into a book so i think it's sure. really important because you can speak to that and like you said you've got that story I definitely do not do well with dairy. Never, never, probably never have, but certainly grew Uh, up with a glass of milk on the table. (laughs) And because we have been, my daughters and I have been trying your products and a big shout out to your cream cheese. Okay. It is my daughter. My daughter said, mom, when you talk to them, if you talk to them, because we just tried this right before we'd even talked about doing this. And she said, yeah. tell them it's the best. Yeah. So it I didn't, I, I didn't realize, yeah. I didn't realize she was as much of a cream cheese aficionado. I think that happens over at our dad's house a lot more than it does okay. here. Cause I just don't buy the stuff. So, but when she tried it, then she's like, wow, this is so good. <laughs> and, and I think what we forget, especially with dairy is that fat, that tastes good. Yes. <laughs> it really, really does. Yeah. So in any product that you get, yeah. you know, even just the chocolate, you know, Chris, yeah. do you remember in the chocolate episode where where Marie said, just put the chocolate in your mouth first right. and let it sort of melt because it's the fat that's melting and then the flavor comes out. I think when you, we go into the you know, into the supermarket and buy low fat yogurt or, you know, as you said, already 1%. Well, first of all, we're losing a lot of the beneficial fat soluble vitamins. So the vitamin D, the A, the E, the K, like all of that is in there in different proportions, but then it's just the, it's just the mouthfeel and it's the taste and the flavor and, and yeah, it makes such a difference. And of course the butyrate being, so back to that in the gut health is that's what supports gut health on every aspect and it also helps to feed the good bacteria that you've got in there because they need their nourishment. They need their food too. I'm so, so glad that, that John that told his story though, because yeah. I mean, you, I mean, you say butyrate, right. And that to me doesn't mean a whole lot, no. right. Except that you're telling me it means something. But as soon as John brings up the word gut rot, I know exactly what he's talking about. Right? Exactly. Right. He said like, man, we were milking a thousand cows and I got gut rot and I'm out in the barn and it's just the wrong place for gut rot. And I'm, and in my mind, I'm going, you know what? Yeah. Yeah. I could see that on a Saturday morning. That'd be the worst thing ever. So if anything, right, I can relate to that and go, you know what? I need to get some of John's milk. That's right. Well. <laughs> That's it. A little, a little side story to that too. Uh, Boris at MC Dairy says, back in the day, if a guy was hung over from the night before oh, from geez. too much of that hard alcohol, yeah. they would actually say, take the kefir, and it would, it would remedy this problem. So that okay, wow. yeah. Just, John's just bring, to, bringing them out. I like this. It. How do we, we might have to test it? I don't how know. Do you, how do you spell that, John? Kefir. Is that with a K or a C? <laughs> Uh, he, yeah, K-E-F-I-R. <laughs> Chris is on it. He's got he's got yeah. his next remedy. We need to add that into the what is booze do to listen, your body listen, episode. I can I can ch- I can change my milk. I'm not sure if I can change my drinking habits. So um, there you go. So if kefir helps, I'll 
I'll try it. I'll try it. Yeah. <laughs> there we We're go. We have many different trials going on uh, I after think, this. I think we are. <laughs> from the from the families and their kids that need it with yeah. the autistic kids and the sensitive kids all the way up to ooh, too many scotches last night. Damn. Yeah. Get that kefir out. We, yeah. re- we really try to speak to everybody on this podcast, well, don't we? Of all ages, of all situations. So, yeah. oh my gosh, that's amazing. Okay, so one situation that I really want to ask you about is, of course, allergies, right? Allergies are out there, different effects from anaphylaxis down to, like you just said, the gut rot and not feeling great or the stuffy nose, the ear infections, all of those kind of things. So in your experience or or just from your knowledge, your feedback that you've got, can someone with a dairy allergy consume the beta casein A2 milk? Well, for one thing, for sure, is if you have any of those things going on, change it up. That's number one. So from what we're hearing is, uh, so a lot of people who think they may have had a lactose intolerant, yeah, lactose intolerance, don't have a lactose intolerance. It, it, it's, a, it's a casein intolerance. And then sometimes with the casein intolerance, well, while you're having a casein intolerance, it could be because of the A1 beta casein. Mm. So a lot of people are being misdiagnosed, I'd say, not to anybody's fault. It's just in Canada, this hasn't been been talked about much. This A2 beta casein market, it, it's been 10% of Australia, New Zealand's market for 10 years. So wow. like, yeah, so like even now, we're about, it's about 15% of their whole market. Even China has been importing uh, A2 beta casein uh, infant formula for years from these countries. Wow. We're way behind actually in Canada. And I've even tried just for fun. Like, so back when we had the twin boys, we tried to source A2 beta casein formula because we needed that. We couldn't get it in Canada. This is uh, six years ago. So, but even now, just for fun, I I, I tried to import uh, A2 beta casein formula. I can't get it. There's a is that, very, is, that, is that Health Canada? Yeah, this would be a good yeah. question. I, I slowly chip away at this trying to find out why. It's crazy. It's a big it's a big challenge. And for years I actually recommended to clients that they get the nanny care or nanny goat formula, you know, from Australia, from the UK, from an and then you could eventually get it from Amazon.com, of course, okay. from, from the US. So they do beta casein, sure. That's right. So I'm very, very familiar and didn't I didn't, to be fair, didn't realize at the time that that was what the differentiator was and why it worked so well. Because I can remember even one of my case studies, you know, over 20 years ago, who her child had an issue with dairy. And I said, we'll go and try this. And this was, you know, back in England. And that was easy to go to, to go to, um, you know, the local chemist and pick up this, um, my sisters and their kids, they use the nanny care formula because their kids had such issues with, um, with just the typical formulas. So it's fascinating that, that for me is just like, that's just created a huge link and like, well, of course that's where the goat milk comes from. And in both my books, I recommend that as parents 
wean their kids off of breast milk or maybe even a formula, then they move on to goat's milk first, maybe even yeah. sheep's sheep's milk. And again, you've cleared that one up for me that it's well, that also the, right also answer, the same milk. Yeah, it was working. Right yeah. It was working. So that's yeah. kind of that's kind of where I um you know where <laughs> where I went with that for sure. So kind of just to round up that that question about an allergy, of course we're not really sitting here recommending, okay, you've got a dairy allergy, go and try this milk. No. But there could be ways for you to at a certain point to say, okay, let's try this out. Speak to your doctor. Not all doctors are going to be aware of this. And that's what I find. You have to ask a lot of questions first before you know where they are, but it could really be the saving grace for a child out there, or even a parent who's trying to find a way to give their kids milk so that, you know, there's a lot of, there's, there are benefits, um, a lot of benefits to it, but I kind of took it out of my diet for the longest time because I didn't feel good. Yeah. And then maybe so, just start with the, either the yogurt or the kefir. kefir. Like, well, let's start with some that's great probiotics in it, work your way up. Or, you know, if, if, if you like, if you want to be safe, that's where you'd start. I, I, sure. I'd say. So last week uh, or last episode, actually mm -hmm. on acne, I talked about and found some research that milk contains like 60 hormones. Mm -hmm. So these kids that are these teens, tweens that are dealing with the acne, with the, you know, puberty and hormone storm, and then adults for all sorts of different reasons who, yeah. you know, just for their skin, let's say, of course, there's all the other issues, yeah. but any, any feedback <clears throat> on your milk to do with that as well? I mean, the, the short and long answer is to it. It's no, but make sure you know where your uh, milk is from. So like, unfortunately, the United States uh, still has RBST. The farmers can still use RBST, the uh, recumbent bovine growth hormone. Mm. So make sure you know where your food is coming from. Make sure it's Canadian or local. Yep. Yep. And if it's not labeled where it's from and you're having an issue, don't buy it. I'm not sure on the percentage of dairy products coming in, but then there's also processors who use ingredients from the U.S. So right. one thing's for sure, we don't want that artificial uh, hormone in our food. Canada does not use that at all, and we never have. That's number one. Now, another thing with, uh, you know, if they're having an issue, I would say it, it points to something else going on in the body, and it could be this A1 protein. Grow, growing up, I mean, all my friends were mostly dairy farmers, and me, myself, and I have probably had <laughs> twice the dairy of, of, of any person on average. And yeah. It certainly didn't affect fertility. <laughs> it seemingly did not. <laughs> no issues there at all. <laughs> no issues there at all. Yeah. <laughs> now, can you speak to a little bit? Of, um, we've you've brought this up before in a couple of emails uh, about immunity and sure. the milk that we drink. I think that definitely is a platform that you can speak to. It's interesting. Uh, you know, I, I've been in touch with a, a researcher who was on the COVID task force uh, for years. He did work with uh, it's called the Kylie Patchell Evans Autism Foundation. So he did lots of research about uh, propionic acid or preservatives in our food. Mm -hmm. So I think there's three things to top-notch immunity. So let's keep the preservatives as much as we can out of a child's diet or anyone's diet. Two, the high-fiber vegetables. And three, if, which, which relates then to the butyrate production. So if you do those three things, you're going to increase your immunity. Uh, and of course, if you're going to have dairy, it's the A2 beta casein. Yes. But 
That's what we want to do during this COVID as well. Like, I mean, I hate to bring that up, but I mean, it's on everyone's mind. Of course. That's something our government is actually failing in a little bit is, you know, they tell us to wash our hands and social distance and that, but come on, there's so much more we can do. And we know food's a part of that. that that's the bottom line of this. I mean, and, and it's not just in little kids, it's in adults, it's in the old age. We got to change the way that we're buying food for everyone. Okay, so here's what yeah. I need you to do, John. I need you next time uh, the election comes around, I need you to <laughs> go ahead yeah. and run for prime minister. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and so that this message... Listen, we're doing our best to get these good messages out, but you know, yeah. if, if you yeah. were st- standing outside of 24 Sussex Drive in front of that fancy house with a big podium <laughs> and your wife and your nine children standing next to you, which would be an adorable picture, mind you, yeah. um, <laughs> the, ho- the whole awesome. of Canada would be watching and, and you could get this great message out because it makes yeah. sense. It yeah, makes- it, it does. So I, I got at least six votes. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so, <laughs> what's, funny about that, what's funny about that is that's not the whole family. <laughs> so there's, there's, at least, there's at least one that would vote against him, which mm, is yeah, a little, yeah. a little fishy, John. A little yeah. Fishy. Yeah. My, my, my kids aren't a guarantee, you know, they're always, <laughs> Oh, you know, dad promoting this. I don't know. <laughs> oh, that's so true. That's so true. Oh, well, that's perfect to bring it back to your, to your family and your kids, because you are on a mission. You've had this experience with your son, with his autism and, you know, can you just briefly tell us what the differences that you saw in your son as, as you changed his milk? That's the problem with autism. We are flooded with information and this is why the story needs to get out there. Like, so you get the diagnosis and you're flooded with information. What do you do? And so while back then, you know, we went the gluten-free case and free diet, his digestion was horrible. It, it took a year and a half to two years before his uh, digestion or stools became normal. He was severely autistic yeah. or had severe symptoms. Let's right. put it that way. I mean, okay. you know, autism is a label, but then there's uh, what are your uh, symptoms that you have to deal with? Yeah. And so back then, that's what we did. We didn't have the A2 dairy. It's only been the last couple of years that we started giving milk from the tank again because we were getting close to A2, but he didn't have much of that. So this is all really relatively new. It's just starting in December here that uh, the chocolate milk every day, he loves that. That decadent chocolate milk is insane. (laughs) And can I just say how lovely it was to read on the label that it's sweetened with honey, right? I mean, so amazing as a nutritionist that I can actually tell somebody, hey, I've got some really great chocolate milk for you to try. (laughs) And then they look at me and say... Have you lost it? What are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Is that, that has you, Leanne? <laughs> that's right. It's become a staple. It honestly has become a staple. So but, thank you. Uh, thank you for creating that one. So this is just new to him. You know, right. he is thriving better. We're definitely seeing differences. But, you know, at the end of the day, autism's a, a tricky thing. You know, you can do 10 things and you don't know if the one thing was the, the one that right. did it. But with all the information we've put together, over the last while, I, I am, I am without a doubt, think we're on the right path. You know, this could give hope to a lot of uh, parents out there. Like, you know, if I knew now what I knew then, right? It's of that course. kind of thing. Get yeah. the kefir, get the yogurt. I mean, not saying that any of these will fit, but they could. And if they do, it's going to be supreme 
for them, yeah. you know? Also yeah. because we're talking about autism. I just remembered that uh, a really good friend of mine in the U.S. who I've known for probably about seven years now, she is uh, Dr. Mary Barbera. She's just launched a new book called Turn Autism Around, an action guide for parents of young children with early signs of autism. So because this might attract a, a few more people about autism, I'm going to put the link to that in the show notes on leannephillipson.com because I think this is also an area that needs so much more support. And uh, Dr. Barbera, she is uh, just such a gem and so brilliant at what she does and coupled with all of your advice as well, John. I think it's tremendous. Oh, sounds great. So I'm going to, I'm going to put a lot of the links and things like that, that you've shared uh, with me. So again, that will be on leannephillipson.com, but where else can people find out about your milk and just your overall mission and things that you're doing (laughs) your website, the best place to go. Yeah. Spectrumakers.org is, you know, a place where they can contact us. We have a Facebook page too. That's called Spectrumakers MC Dairy. If they want to reach out on uh, where to get the product or, you know, if you want a retailer to carry the product, Spectrumakers is also a place where, you know, we've created a place where uh, kids can come and enjoy nature and, and, you know, just uh, let loose. And that's in Stratford, Ontario, right? Yes. So So anyone listening on the other parts of the world, I'm sorry that we can't (laughs) bring it to you, but definitely check out spectrumacres.org. And thank you so much, John, for your insight and your fabulous stories and for sharing, uh, sharing just yeah just everything that you do because it's very very inspiring thank yeah, you thanks very. leanne it's uh, great much. that you did this show any information and details expressed during this podcast can be found at sproutright.com or leannephillipson.com Okay, wow. So what do you think of all of that? Like when you got past the fact that this guy has got a whole farm, a herd of cows and nine kids, <laughs> right? This guy is a busy man and oh my gosh. And, he, and he, what? he's a straight shooter. You can tell that he he, he keeps it fairly simple, right? I mean, uh, yep. and, and, and that's great. It just sounds like a great idea, you know? He spoke about uh, a story about 8,000 years ago, how cows turned and yeah. and things sort of change. Well, you know, 8,000 years ago somebody invented a square tire, right? Like square yes. wheel. And 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 they went, "Oh, well that's kind of neat, but it doesn't work very well." And then somebody right. went, "Well, what if we take the the corners off it and make it round?" Well, yep. that was a good idea, and that's what what they went with. So now yep. we're in a process where well, the research seems to show this A2 beta casein milk is a good idea. They took yeah. the sharp edges off of milk. We started in the right place. It kind of went a little sideways yeah. or a lot sideways all over the world. And now we're realizing it's about getting getting back to it. Yeah. I find it I find it really, really fascinating. So for anyone who's avoided dairy, if you can get a hold of John's beta casein A2 milk, will you go for it? As I said, my daughter said his cream cheese is the best that she's ever tasted. So maybe it is worth a shot. For anyone listening outside of the GTA in Ontario, I'm sorry, you won't be able to join his generous giveaway that you can enter at sproutright.com forward slash A2 milk. Now, John has generously offered 
25 sets of four of his products that you can collect from Future Bakery, which is in the West End Toronto of Toronto. They'll deliver it to any residents within the GTA. And otherwise, if you can go pick it up, then that's great. So you can head over to spurtright.com forward slash A2 milk to enter for that. And wow, I'm just going to tell you that decadent chocolate milk is again, sweetened with honey. And I keep saying this because I'm kind of amazed that I even have like two or three bottles in my fridge. I now regularly buy it for my daughters because we talked about it in last week's episode with acne, with one of my daughters having these issues. And I just think if you're going to be drinking this because that's what they do with their dads. So then they come here and they have plant-based milk. They're like, I don't really like that, mom. I'm used to this taste. So we change it up. I threw a kefir into their smoothies. I throw it all in there. Even the creme fraiche, which is just amazing. That one, that one is a, an organic one. So the products uh, that John's talking about, they're slowly making their way into chiller cabinets of local stores. So do look out for them. I'm not familiar with any of the other products that are out there, so I'll leave you to do your research on that. So like I said, I'm looking forward to seeing what unfolds. And actually this morning, I made like a mango creamsicle type of bowl with frozen mango. And then I added in cream cheese. Oh, Crazy town. But right. I thought, let's just try it out. And? Blended it all up. And I got an eight out of 10 from my daughter. Wow. That's not bad, huh? I think I'd call that a pretty good success. That's and that's all it that's all it was. And she said, it's actually really good, Bum. Well done. So I think we could take that and freeze it. And then they could have that as an actual creamsicle without all that crappy sugar of the other ones they keep buying. share this episode with anyone that you hear say lactose intolerance and then of course anyone in your community or anyone that you happen to know who's dealing with autism has has children with autism a child a friend anybody like that because they're definitely going to want to know about John's experience and again I'll put the link to Dr. Mary Barbera's book in the show notes on leannephillipson.com feedback. We always love feedback. We got such a great email from Alana last week about Mount Etna in the in the acne episode. So it just warms my heart that, you know, she said, I was sitting there just crying because of what Chris said. I don't remember exactly what it was, but but she was she was having just a good old chuckle. So we love that you're along for the ride and that you're loving this and that you're laughing along with us. So follow me on any social media channel on Leanne Phillipson and Sprout Right Handles. You can contact me through either website. LeannePhillipson.com is where you'll find the show notes from today and all the episodes actually. And SproutRight.com is where you'll find my award-winning book, Sprout Right Family Food, and also the Take This by Leanne supplement line. So I think we'll call that a wrap for today and finish off by saying, please remember to eat this one mouthful at a time. Mm -hmm.